Father God, we give you thanks for this day of rest, this day that you have promised to bless um, and um, preserve us, your church, and refresh us through uh, the power of the gospel and the, the truth of your word and your spirit, which continues to sustain us. So, Lord, we pray that you would continue to build us up through your word and conform us increasingly unto Christ. Open our hearts now to receive your truth. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. <laughs> um, yeah, also one last announcement. This We finally reached the, the last um, one in our series on worship. And we're looking this morning at preparing our hearts for worship. We're going to then take a three-week break. Okay, July holidays, you can sleep in a bit more. It's cold in the mornings. And we're going to start our catechism classes back up on the 23rd of July, the new series. We're going to be looking at theology proper, which is basically the doctrine of God, looking at who God is, his attributes, his um, names of God, everything about God for yeah, good couple of weeks. So I hope you are um, excited for, for that. So let's get straight into it. Preparing our hearts for worship. Now, um, I don't know if uh, this would describe you when you wake up on, on Sunday morning that you just sort of roll out of bed haphazardly and you're not sure what day it is and your head's still a bit fuzzy and you're overtired and then you're like, oh no, like in half an hour I've got to be at church and then you rush around and you, you put the coffee on and you have some breakfast and you sort of find yourself here and you, you're like a deer in the headlights. Okay, is that, is that anyone here? Okay, well... The thing is, the Bible tells us to prepare our hearts for worship. And this was God's instruction in Exodus 19, 9 to 11, to the people of Israel. That they were to prepare their hearts before they came into his presence. And not just 10 minutes before. But three whole days of preparation for their hearts and before they, they came um, before the Lord. Now, um, going along with uh, this, the, along this vein, the Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 21.8, speaks about Sunday. speaks about the, the Sabbath day and it speaks about it in this way. And this will be familiar to you. If, you were here for the catechism class when we looked at the Westminster Shorter Catechism on the, catech on the Sabbath. And it, this is what the, the confession says about the Sabbath. It says, This Sabbath is then kept holy unto the Lord when men, after a due preparing of their hearts, okay, that's phrased from Scripture, and ordering of their common affairs beforehand do not only observe a holy rest all the day from their own works, words, and thoughts about their worldly employments and recreations, 
but are also taken up the whole time in the public and private exercises of his worship and in the duties of necessity and mercy. So the confession of faith divides uh, our affairs into common affairs and into um, holy affairs. So let's first look at how we can prepare ourselves with regards to our common affairs or ordinarily. So this is quite, this whole teaching this morning is, is on the practical side. Okay, so there's certain things that may not be relevant for every single one of us. We've all got different family contexts and all this, but just kind of, I think, grab the principle that, that, is, that is contained here. So the, the first thing on how we can prepare our common affairs is that very simply, we'll work hard during the week. Make sure you finish your work before Sunday. Yeah, it sounds pretty straightforward, but that's the temptation that we all too often face is we, we, we tend to stretch out our, our weeks and then we find ourselves on Sunday still with a whole lot of work that we, we, we think that we, we still need to do and our lives are going to fall apart if we don't finish that work. Now, for me, I, you know, I really wrestled with all this while I was at seminary in, in the States. And the workload that we had there was just insane. I mean, it was overwhelming. And come to Saturday night, and I knew I hadn't, I hadn't touched sides. I still had a whole lot of things that I needed to do by Monday, and I just hadn't got them. And initially, I would work on Sunday afternoon trying to finish them off. Then I'd get to seminary on, on Monday morning, and I'd be absolutely exhausted, and I wouldn't be able to work effectively most of the rest of that whole week. And so the thing is, in terms of taking rest from your work on, on the Lord's Day, it's actually an act of faith. The reality is that most of us will probably not have finished all that we think we need to do by Saturday. But the Lord has given us this break to down tools, even if we're not finished, and trust that he is going to refresh us during that day so that we are nice and fresh to start off a new week. So I think the point is here, a lot, they've, you know, the temptation is then to miss church because you've got to catch up on your work. Okay? Don't do it. <laughs> Make sure you get your affairs in order before Sunday so you are ready for the Lord's day. Any questions about that? Welcome, Barushka. Okay, getting into a second practical thing. Well, go to bed early on Saturday night. Yeah, that seems also a self-evident thing. But if you have a, a late night on Saturday, that usually means you're going to be pretty tired on Sunday morning. You're going to be drowsy at church and you're about to, be able to, to concentrate at the, the, the sermon and you're not going to be engaged in, in, in worship. So instead, you know, get it to bed whenever is an early time for you, nine o'clock or eight o'clock or I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, know you, you know your own sleep cycle. 
um, how long, many hours you need to get a good rest. And it's a good idea to get a good rest on, on the Saturday night so you're nice and, and fresh on Sunday morning. Another thing is don't, don't be rushed on, on Sunday morning. Um, the temptation is that we get up very late and then we've got to you know, rush around with preparing breakfast. So we've got kids, you've got to get them ready and put their clothes on and make their breakfast. So get up early. And just make sense to, to, to not be in a, a rushed state of mind before coming to church. And give thanks to the Lord for, for another Sabbath rest in his presence. Yeah, another practical thing is, I know this sounds a bit self-helpy, but anyway, um, cultivate a good attitude. Okay, so wake up on, on the right side of bed. Don't roll into church all grumpy and, you know, with a, a bad attitude. You know, whatever helps you, you know, get in a, in, a, in a good mood, listen to some worship songs or some hymns or pray beforehand or... Um, Come with a, prepare, prepare your hearts, knowing that you're going to be coming into the presence of the Lord in a special way and into the presence of, of, of other believers to, to, to fellowship. Okay, another, another tip here is, or review for Sunday. The, the good thing about how we preach here is that you should know what's going to be preached next unless we preach a, a new series so you know the text that's that's coming um it's always helpful to to go through read through the text on your own that's going to be preached um before church because it helps you to it, it's not all new info when you get it you've already thought about it and um you know mold the, the scripture over and um it's, it's helpful then when you're sitting in the sermon um, to, to absorb it more. Another thing that we're going to start to do is we'll uh, WhatsApp the, the worship guide to you um, beforehand as on, the, on, the, on the group in a PDF form. So you can um, sing the songs in the shower <laughs> before. You can practice you can get an a idea of what's coming and prepare your hearts that way. Look through the, um, the scripture readings that, that, are, um, that, that we're doing. And so it's not all just, a, a just a, you know, comes at you all, all new. You've, you've, you know, prepared your hearts by, by spending some time prayerfully going through these things. Okay, and lastly, in, in terms of the, the common preparation is we'll learn to to linger i think that that's what i really appreciate about our church is that i don't think any of us just rush off after the so obviously some some of us have you know at times we've got family things or whatever but the fellowship is is an important part of of church of what we do on sunday it's acts 2 42 um fellowship was was a part of um, the deal at the, in, in the early church alongside prayer and preaching and the sacraments. Um, so there's great benefit to enjoying the community after the church to connect with, with people over some tea or coffee and some um, eats and all that. And it, it, it's, it's a blessing. All right, any, 
Any questions regarding, to the, regarding these very practical suggestions? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to in the, the second part. Yeah. Well, okay. The confession and also the Bible makes a distinction between um, between duties of necessity and and well, accounts for duties of necessity and, and mercy. So where Biblically, where it is permissible to work on the Sabbath is if you're a doctor. Yeah, if, you need, if you have to save a life. I mean, that's the point of the, you know, Jesus in the Gospels, um, healing on the Sabbath. Okay, the Pharisees didn't like that, but Jesus healed on the Sabbath regardless because it was the right thing to do. A person's life is at stake. So there's certain things, there's certain works that are permissible. Um, you know, duties of mercy, duties, duties of necessity, if you've, things that have to be done, whether it's cooking a meal or, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, but unless it's those things, well then, frankly, perhaps one needs to make some hard decisions. Um, because it's, it's not okay to work on the Sabbath. I don't know how else to say it. it it's, it, it's, it's, it's a part of God's moral law. It's, it, the biggest paragraph in the Ten Commandments is regarding the Sabbath. And that's not just by accident. I think in our modern Christianity, we've, we've really have a low view of the Sabbath. And we've no, usually no problem with all the other commandments. But it's the Sabbath that we've We've, we've let slide. I'll let that stew in your heart. <laughs> Sometimes you need to make a tough decision. Yeah. That's a great blessing because we we so our lives are so busy with everything we god's given this to us as a gift because he knows how much we need it um yeah to we we need a time just to to chill and to devote to him and put aside all the worries of of life Okay, let's get into the, this, the second section here for uh, extraordinary preparation. Well, this is just reinforcing 
um, the Sabbath again. So honor the Sabbath. Deuteronomy 5.12 says, Observe the Sabbath to keep it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. So um, the purpose of the Sabbath is to devote time to worship the Lord and to enjoy Him. And we all face threats to to enjoying the Sabbath, whether it's kids' sports or activities and um, or our own work or our own things that 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 that, that, that we want to do. And Lorna, as you said, we just got to get into a, a habit of saying no to these things. And I think what for me flags up as as an idol is if you're prepared to do something to miss church, it's revealing something in your heart. That, that if you've got to, got to see a rugby match or Sunday on Sunday morning, and you'll rather do that instead of, of coming to church, it's, it's, it's an indication of something, of where your priorities lie. Saying it's basically more important than, than God. And so we... I think just need to have this Sunday in its perspective, okay, that it, it doesn't actually belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. And if you really believe that, what that means is that you're not going to go and fill up your schedule on that day with all sorts of, you know, going to the shop and going to this and, and, and make it just like any other normal day. The, the, today is not like any other normal day. Okay, that's what Genesis 2 is very explicit about, and that's quoted again in Exodus 20 and the Ten Commandments, that the Lord has sanctified this day. He has set it apart from all the other days. He's made it holy, and he's blessed it in a way that he hasn't blessed the other days. So it's a very special Day, so that's why the confession says, sort out your business beforehand, do your shopping beforehand. That's the, we, uh, you know, not so long ago in South Africa, all the shops closed at Saturday and one o'clock. And if you hadn't got your bread and your milk, well, tough. <laughs> and there was something to that. There was something good about that. Now, you know, there's always a temptation to go and do your shopping on, on the Sunday, and it really it just becomes like another day, really. Try and think of plan a bit beforehand. Sort out your stuff um, so you can you can really rest. Because going to the shop, you know, it gets my heart rate up. <laughs> you know, d- 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 yeah. Try and plan ahead. And also, you know, if if we've got um, if, if we make an appointment to see someone during the week, okay, if you make a, a coffee date with Jane. On Wednesday at 10 o'clock. And then John comes and phones you up and says, Hey, can, 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 we, can we meet up on Wednesday at 10 o'clock? What do you, what do you say? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm busy. I've already got an appointment. If we can have that attitude with you know, friends during the week, how much more should we have that attitude on the Sunday? If someone invites us to, to go to the, the, the beach for, for a walk on Sunday morning, well, there's always a temptation to, Hey, man. Beautiful Durban beachfront on a Sunday morning. You know, who would want to be there? But if we've got our priorities right, say, well, sorry, I actually got prior commitments. Thank you very much. And as I said before, everyone, yes, everyone complains that we've got no time for our relationship with the Lord. 
And we've got such hectic lives. Well, the Lord has given us a whole day where we can focus on Him. Where we can spend time in Scripture. Where we can pray to Him. Where we can worship Him. We can receive the means of grace. And we can fellowship with each other. And where we can really just rest. And if you, you know, if you're bold enough, you can even switch these things off. Because these things become such a part of, of our lives. And this constant checking the phone and all that. It's really disconnect for a while. It's okay to switch the, them off. <laughs> and just see the Sabbath for, for what a, a blessing that, that it is. Any questions regarding that? No, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Okay, let's also look at, at, at prayer. So what I find helpful is, is carve out a dedicated time on Sunday to, to pray over and above the, during the, the service here. For me, a great time to start is Saturday evening before you go to bed. Spend a kind of an extra, devote an extra chunk of time to, to pray um, in anticipation for the Sabbath. Um, a couple of years ago when I was visiting the USA, I visited um, one of my Orthodox Jewish friends in, in Washington, D.C., and happened to be there over the Jewish Sabbath, which is the, their, their, their Saturday. And they have their, Friday, their Sabbath starts on Friday night, and we went to the, the synagogue. And it was, yes, there obviously, you know, there's all sorts of things that are, you know, we don't agree with regarding the Jewish Sabbath. But there's a whole lot that we, we can learn from our um, from the, the Jews regarding this. And what I really appreciated about them is they had a real anticipation for the coming Sabbath. And they started the Sabbath in prayer and in worship. And there, there's something to that. So it's, I mean, it's a good idea. Start, prepare your heart from Saturday evening and, and wake up nice and early on Sunday and devote an extra, extra time to prayer and, and worship and, 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 and scripture reading. So you... You come to church, you know, already, already in a, that you prepared your heart of it. Okay, and then second to last, get right with fellow believers. So if there's an issue between you and, and someone else at church, as far as possible, how's it given? As far as possible, try to sort it out before Sunday. And this is what... 
um, 1 Corinthians 11 talks about, especially before coming to, to the Lord's Supper, um, be reconciled to each other. Okay, if there's been whatever issue, if, you've, you know, if he's offended you and you offended him or whatever, as far as possible, try to sort that out before, before the Lord's Day. Because, you know, part of the gospel is not just reconciliation to the Father, but also God reconciles us to each other. And then lastly, get right with God. You know, the reality is that you can, we can come to all the church services that we like, but if you haven't received Jesus Christ by faith, it's all going to be for, for nothing. We are to know God and be known by him in order to really worship in, in spirit and in truth and, and know that, 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 that we are all sinners in need of, of saving grace. And the good news is that Jesus Christ has died in your place to forgive you and save you. And so receive the righteousness of Christ that covers our sins. So that that's the only way we can enter the presence of God now here in worship is trusting in the righteousness of Christ, not in our own righteousness. And so that we come before our God, not as a, as a judge anymore, but as a loving father. So any, any last questions before we move to the worship service? Wonderful. Oh, welcome. We're just finishing off a, a catechism class. Y'all can take a seat. And yeah, let, let's pray.